and welcome back to Reading Radio Podcast. I'm Alora. And I'm Jason. So this month's book was originally supposed to be A Tale of Two Cities by Charles Dickens, but I kind of forgot I needed to read this to record it, and I got interested in other books, so we switched to Shadow and Bone by Lee Pardugo. Yeah, we, we did it partly because all last season we talked about whether, well, I talked about. We what, debated. <laughs> whether it was better to read the book or watch the movie first. And so this was my first experiment. We watched the Netflix series and then um, read at least the first book. So, and we, we're not reading the rest, so we can, we can record yes. this without being spoilery or whatnot. Um, but I think it was a good experiment. We can dive into that. Yeah, I was actually reading both simultaneously because I got the book right before we started the show as a family because I'd wanted to watch it, which is why I read the books. So I started reading the book and then we watched the show. So I was just doing both at the same time. I remember looking over and you're like, this is not in the book. I don't know what's going on. And now I understand. Yeah. But we can get into those details. What? We're recording this early, trying to mm-hmm. get some things stocked up for our next season. So what are you doing this summer? What are you... This summer, I am going to be gone the whole month of July mm-hmm. um, at camp, and I am so excited for that. You're actually not just going as a camper. Yeah, I am training to be, I am going to be doing the staff and training program, right. so I get to help out with the other kids, and I'm very excited. So you'll be working, or you'll be with us the first week of camp, and then you're going to be staying and working your butt off for the next couple weeks. Yes, alone. How's that make you feel? I am so excited. I'm a little bit nervous, but mostly excited for it because I have other friends that are going to be there for the first part. Good, good. What else? What else do you have going on? I've been reading a ton, obviously, and I was published again. Yeah, tell me about that. Um, it was for this through the same group I was published to last time, Young Writers USA. They did another hundred word writing competition with the theme of trapped. Okay. And so I wrote it and sent it in. I should really publish the two stories on the website. Yeah, that would, that would be a good idea. I'm sure the people who listen might be interested in reading <laughs> what you wrote. 100 words is challenging. Yeah. I always end up writing like either just under or just over and have to bring it down. Bringing it down is worse than adding more because you can always like un, um, can't turn it into can't not. I cannot. That's cheating. Under your contractions, that's <laughs> cheating. You know it. So. Granted, I did it when they required 500 words in high school. I would undo all the contractions and whatever. But, Cheater. Well, yeah, but I was not a good student. So all my all my teachers would probably agree with that. School did not agree with me. But, but I turned out successfully anyway. There is hope for you, kids. But you've made me read some of the books you had to do in school, like Bridge to Terabithia. And Never read that in school. You didn't? Nope. Tale of Two Cities, you did in school. I remember you bringing that up. And I obviously, did, obviously didn't make you read that one because we didn't get through it for the show. Until, Girl Who Owned a City. That Girl was Who the a one. City. Yes, that was a great book. And that was a great teacher who recognized the fact that I was not going to conform to the regular stuff they had. Mm-hmm. Actually, A Girl Who Owned a City was part of our regular curriculum. Everyone read that. But she did give me Lord of the Flies. When I, I don't remember what book. It was garbage that we were reading before. <laughs> but she said, you're not going to like it, but you will love this. Read this. I read Lord of the Flies. And it was an amazing book. So that was another one we had to do. Yeah. Well, not had to do. You picked for the podcast. Well, being a, a home educator, it's I, I can tell you which books are really good. I won't make you read Thoreau until you're much older because even our English teacher said you cannot read this whole book. It's ridiculous. Read these chapters <laughs> and gave it to us. But Henry David Thoreau had a lot of influence on early American thought. So it's a good story to get to uh, later. But, but we don't have to talk about that. 
what we are here to talk about is Shadow and Bone. Yes. So if you can separate it in your head, the book, what would you uh, give it on a scale of one to five? Maybe a three and a half. I didn't enjoy it that much. (laughs) That's interesting. I'm actually going to go three. Uh, because the show was so much better. Yeah, the characters seemed really flat in the books, if that makes sense. A little. I, I could agree with that. We could we could break that down a little bit in a spoiler yes. zone. Uh, age? Nothing in romance in the books at all. Well, there was suggested maybe. I don't even remember if they kissed her. I don't think they did. There might have been one or two kissing scenes. You're looking at me like I'm forgetting something really obvious. Well... <laughs> It definitely aligned up to what was in the TV show, but I thought it was a little edgier than what we'd read in the past. And it's one scene, it's very short, and maybe it's a thing where if you don't know what you're looking for, you don't see it. Or or adult eyes see it one way, kids' eyes might see it another. But there was one scene I would say was a little risque, but not bad. It definitely had more descriptive passion, I would say. I think I know what part you're talking about. So for that reason, I might say this is 13 or use your own. 13 or 14. No language at all. No language. Only that one scene. There was graph, like graphic things happened, but they weren't graphically described. Correct. Like the things that were happened, like someone was cut in half, was gruesome and your mind pictures that as it will, but it wasn't described as bad as it could have been. Right. And in most cases, my my, my understanding of how this works is... Your brain will will self limit a scene like that, mm-hmm. which might be dis- uh, disturbing to you, but you can only imagine what you can imagine. Yeah. Whereas in the visual with a TV, that's going to be gru- as gruesome as it's going to be, whether you can imagine it or not. Which what which which is what makes that a little more dangerous when it comes to kids. So, what were your first impressions? I know this is one I had picked. Hold on, we're going to enter the spoilers. Oh, zone. are we? I think okay. we should. Unless you have you want to talk about overall. Yeah, we can do an overall summary without spoiling too much. I think. Okay, uh, this is a typical hero's journey by Campbellian standards, <laughs> except it stars a woman, which I don't know that he ever said was necessary one way or another. Elena Stargoff, which you, this was one thing I thought was interesting. It's not spoiling anything, but it's a very Russian tale. And then we looked up the author and she's of Russian descent on her mother's side, yes. which is why it kind of worked out that way. So people are named Russian. The, the worlds are Russian and has some like Russian feel to it, at least and especially in the uh, TV show. This fashion yeah. kind of reminds me of what the Dermstein kids wear in Harry Potter. Yeah, that fits perfectly. So she discovers she has powers. And then there's a challenge of learning how to use those powers and mayhem and adventure. It reminds me a lot of Percy Jackson. Like the first book seemed very similar the way that kind of gets started. They're all the same. I know. I mean, that's why it's the hero of a thousand faces. Every story is pretty much the same set of steps to get there. (laughs) That's why they're called the hero's journey stories. They're all there. But that doesn't make them bad because the characters can still be interesting. Yes. Now, do we want to go into the spoiler zone? Yes, spoiler zone. All right, if you haven't read the book or watched the show, perhaps, you should probably stop listening and go do either or both of those because we're going to talk freely about them. Mm-hmm. You've been warned. All right. Um, we're not going to talk a whole lot about in about the show that was not covered in the book because yeah. if you didn't know, this book only covers one character story from the series. Yes. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that makes sense. So the crows and... That other woman who I still don't understand why she's even in this show and her storyline. 
maybe that will make sense eventually. I think she comes in and like I think she's in the Six of Crows books, which is the next series. Regardless, like, yeah. don't don't care about her yet. Doesn't so. make much sense. Um, this really only covers the story of Alana Starkoff, Mal, the Darkling, mm-hmm. all those folks. What was interesting about the book is it was written in first person, which most um, books don't do. Like, I haven't read a book in a while that is at first person. It threw me off a little bit to only see from the direct um, perspective of Elena, rather than it being able to freely switch or show more thoughts of other people, where, like you can when you write third person. That's fair. I, I, it's been a minute, so I didn't even remember that. But I could see how learning through the character's eyes, that kind of motif mm-hmm. makes sense in this case, because you're trying to understand the whole story from her view, point of view. Yeah. It makes sense. I was just thought that was interesting because yeah. it threw me off a little bit because I'm not used to the eyes versus the name. Gotcha. Gotcha. Overall? I honestly didn't think the book was the best. The characters seemed very one-dimensional. Like, each of them seemed to have one goal, and that was it, rather than, like, Do you think you would have felt that way if you'd read it first? We probably should have done an experiment where you read the... Well, you started reading the book before yeah, we started watching I the I think show. I'd say the same thing. I was like, I wasn't into it that much. It wasn't that intriguing. But then we started watching the show, and I wanted to see the differences. Because I was a good few chapters in before we started watching. See, A Woman at Work told me this is one of her favorite series, so I can only assume that it improves. I think it has to. It might just be in first book, like, well, getting part. You spend a lot of time world-building in that first yeah. book. And not and you want your characters to have a chance to grow over time, and maybe that's what's happening here. I mean, obviously, Elena and Mal are recognizing there's, like, a love interest happening there. I don't think... She was definitely playing the, like, naive Katniss, I don't know, I'm too ugly to be loved. Mm-hmm. Um... Where he, and he was just ignoring her for whatever, probably taking her for granted because that's what you do with your female friends. <laughs> uh, one thing that was added to, this, to the show, I keep wanting to say movie, but the show that I thought was interesting was there was no racism in the book. Yeah. She wasn't Shu, Shuhan, is that what they, her, yes, the region was called? Yes, that's what it was. So she, it was she never specified that she was Shu. Um, there was no racism there, racism there at all, but the show came out in the midst of an uh, stop Asian hate movement. Yeah. I, I find it hard to believe that it seems like Shadow and Bone had to have been filmed first, and then this, then that happened, but I don't know. Well, with COVID, um, they might have been thrown off, so they had to rush to finish it. Maybe. And it, I mean, it didn't take anything away from the story. It no. was just an interesting ad probably to adopt more to the culture and what's going on in real life. Because you had asked me about that, like, if that point was in the book. Well, because I, cu- I couldn't remember. I was only about <laughs> halfway through it. But I'm like, well, by this time, they'd made three or four references to it in the yeah. show. Um, yeah, there's a few, few differences. But I want to say this might actually be the most closely aligned book and movie. I would have to agree with that. See, I was wondering if it's just because I, I did it in reverse. I need to do, keep doing this experiment and see if I feel the similar ways. There's another book seri- series that I found that has the same thing that I'm curious about. What's that? Darkest Minds. Oh, no It's about idea. a girl with superpower with uh, natural abilities. That's pretty much all I know about it. came out are, a few years are ago. Are all the books female main characters nowadays? Is that the thing? Yeah, mostly. Because it was, it was boys for so long and now we're going to make them all girls? Most of the popular series I can think of... Um, have a female main character or the female the male main character is a love interest to a female character like that's more the romance genre fair enough though there's one or two i can think of with male leads maybe that's all also just what's popular amongst your group of friends because you're all girls and girls like to read 
as a rule, like <laughs> to read books they can see themselves in a little bit better. I mean, there's Percy Jackson, which is still big. That's, that's true. The guys, but but y'all like go crazy for Annabeth. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> like that's your main your favorite character. Yeah, which is fair. I think I was very disappointed in this book in that I knew kind of going into it. You told me, but it really was missing something without the story from the crows. Yeah, I agree with that. They are I've, much more interesting characters. I, I agree completely. I'm kind of just reading the um, Shadow and Bone trilogy to get to the Six, the of, Six, Crows? Six of Crows duology. I, 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 t- I love those kind of stories. Like I've read, I love those types of books. The, um, the Thief, like the Ocean's Eleven. There's a, a book series called the. I'll leave the book series alone. The title of the first book is The Lies of Locke Lamora. Definitely not kid friendly, uh, but it's it's that con man mm-hmm. thieves group kind of i love those stories and i don't know why i love stories about bounty hunters and assassins because you can't just be the innocent farm girl plucked or the innocent cartographer plucked out to have your magic powers there's a reason you became the thief there's a reason you became the bounty hunter you, like people don't usually grow up saying i want to be a criminal when i grow up <laughs> <laughs> so what thrust you into that and then it's of course what what of your humanity do you hold on to what principles do you still hold because you're obviously violating these principles of civilization. But you won't. There's always... There's always something. There's always a strict line. Yeah. Like Batman wouldn't directly kill someone. Right. He won't directly kill people, but he sure doesn't have to save them. <laughs> Just watch Batman Begins this weekend for the first for the girls for the first time. Yeah. Um, but that's not what we're here to talk about. So, what did you think of the, the Darkling character in this one? I thought he was a little bit different. I thought his character was very interesting. It He wasn't portrayed... In the books, he was portrayed much more as... You can kind of see he's a bad guy going into it. Well, actually, spoilers! We're in the spoiler zone. I know, just so kidding. I'm actually curious. I knew ahead of time, just from my knowledge of the book, that he was a villain. That he was a, considered the bad guy of the story. We can debate whether or not he's wrong later. But, um... Did you see the twist coming in either of them? I wasn't sure who to mistrust, whether it was him or his mother. Oh. One of them was bad. <laughs> and he came off in the movie. I love that actor. I can't remember his name. Ben Barnes. Ben Barnes. So he's been in uh, uh, one series I won't mention because it's incredibly violent. In this, uh, But he was also Prince Caspian. Mm-hmm. And then he was just in, um, what did I just, another show I just saw that he was in. That I didn't recognize, I didn't notice before. Anyway, I, I just love him. I don't know why. Um, it's a quality actor. And so I wanted to like him. And then <laughs> I, I wanted him to be like the misunderstood, I'm really trying to save the world to avenge my four forefathers or whatever. And then it's like, uh, I don't know. And then it starts to be peace through superior firepower. Yeah. Like, we are going to end war because if you don't, I will destroy you. Which was kind of the way, we, the reason we started researching nuclear weapons. <laughs> it was kind of a, you know, they called it mutually assured destruction back in the day. Where if Russia or America launched their nuclear warheads, they would detect it and they would all launch all of their weapons. And both, well, the entire world would be pretty much destroyed. So it's Ooh. an incentive for nobody to do anything stupid. That makes sense. Unfortunately, this is one person holding all that power, which creates a whole different issue. <laughs> So I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if his when, when his mom came and said, uh, you've got to leave now, I was kind of like, ah, oh, crap, he's the bad guy. <laughs> That's kind of when I knew. That's how I thought things were with um, 
mom kept saying, he's, he's, there's something off with him. There's something off with him. I'm like hiding in a pillow because I have a terrible no book of face. <laughs> and I don't want to spoil things. The ending of the book was different than the ending of the show, though. They went in different directions. Yeah, I think they wanted to leave a little more of a cliffhanger. Like having him come out so, okay, we know what's going to, mm-hmm. we're setting it up so he'll be in the next series. I'm assuming at the, in the beginning of book two, we'll find out he's still alive. Oh, yeah. So then it's just a question of what does she do about it and how she got free and that whole thing. Anyway. All right. So one of the things we didn't really touch on a whole lot is like the whole world of Grisha mm-hmm. and how that happens. So almost, it, I'll roll my eyes a little as I say this, but it's almost like the wizarding world. Yeah. Except that crossed with uh, Airbender's. Avatar. Avatar. Avatar the last Airbender, yeah. So each person has their own like dedicated thing that they mm-hmm. control and do. Um, did you think that was unique? Do you like it? I thought it was interesting. The Definitely the power sets like were interesting rather than your standard like magic user or the elements also tend to be a common one. Mm-hmm. So the ability sets were interesting compared to most. And it was also like the status of those who had it, the Grisha, versus everyone else was also interesting, especially versus, like, how the different towns, the different countries treat their Grisha. Yeah, because uh, until Ravka, they were all burned witches. as witches or something. And, of course, they're still the witch hunters who actually come into the... Like, let me go into your country and steal your people and murder them for witch trials. That makes no sense. But that's not in this book. That's in the TV show. Yeah. They weren't even here. So, uh, what do we have? Squallers? They were the air power Wind. people. Yeah. What did they call the fire people? I don't know. Don't remember. Pyro? Pe- no. Okay, then there was the... Heart, heart renders. The heart renders and... Were they the healers? No, there was the heart renders and the healers. And then there's the tailors. Tailor, but she's unique. Uh-huh. Is that it? The darkling They're and the darkling sun summoner. They're darkling and the sun summoner. There's more. I just can't remember them. There's the one that can do electronic thing, not electronic. Oh, the things. tinker or the, oh, what they call him? Um, it can fix the fabric and. Stuff. Yeah, David. David was the one. Yeah. I don't not remember what they were called. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'll come. It'll come to me and go through here. But um, like the ones that can make things. What did you think of Jenya? I thought she was an interesting character. She kind of falls into the line of not being strictly on either side. Because she had to work for the queen but, and the king, but she clearly didn't like that. And she didn't seem to quite agree with, like, the hierarchy of the Grisha and being in that. Because she's outside of it. Yeah. So she was an interesting um, character that kind of was able to see things from a non-biased perspective. Although she definitely had her own bias and her own agenda. Oh, she did. As we find out towards the end. I don't... I pretty much saw that one early on. That she was going to be with the Darkling? Well, that she was going to do what was best for her. Yeah. When you have a character that's in that bad of a situation, normally it means they're going to do what they need to do to survive. Mm-hmm. And those are the interesting characters as well. They are, because I think she still regrets a little bit, or has some has some loyalty to Elena. Yeah. And we'll see how that plays out, I guess, in the remainder of the, of the stories. I totally was reading the books, and I'm like... Oh, Zoe's going to love this character. Yep, Zoe's going to love this character. And the <laughs> show came on. She's like, I like her. Of course. Cause and she's evil. Whoever she's attracted to must be the bad guy or, the, or some sort of evil character. Of course. I don't know why that works out the way it does, but it does. I thought Zoya was also an interesting character. I don't, 
I don't. Why was she interesting? Tell me about. I that. don't know. She. It was interesting to have someone who looked down on Elena so much when she was like was treated that special. Well, I can't remember. If this was in the, was her relationship with the Darkling in the books, or is that just indicated in the show? I think it was mentioned that she was his favorite or something yeah. like that, or but, that they had some sort of romance relationship at one point. Because somebody said she doesn't want to see anyone else in the Darkling's favor. Mm-hmm. Or something like, to that effect. So it was jealousy. Yeah. I thought it played out a little bit better in the show, because at the end they end up working together, and she's like, I still don't like you. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm okay with that. That's kind of fun. We can be frenemies. <laughs> we have to work together, but I'm not going to enjoy it. Exactly. So. Alright, well, what all, uh, anything else to add or talk about? I'm curious, which one of the powers would you want? Like, which one of the power sets? I think the heart render, if they can... like, I'm trying to remember. I thought the heart render was the same thing, but with a different color, so they could both... They're trained to use their powers differently, though. Yeah. So I would want that, but I'd probably want to be able to do both. Like, I want to be able to heal people and then just crush their hearts. (laughs) That's terrifying. And your smile right now, if this was video. Look, I'm just saying... I can blow you some wind and push against a wall and then whatever. Or I can burn your face off. But if I can just go squeeze and your heart stops, you're going to stop being a fool. That's so dark. Well, but then you don't get hurt, right? So I let go. Mm -hmm. Your heart starts beating again and we don't have any problems. Or so I burn you, you're permanently injured. Or I stop my wind and now you're just angry and you're going to kind of, I mean, but if I stop your heart, we're cool. You're not going to be screwing with me anymore. Like it's. I don't want to cause trouble, but I do want to be able to defend myself. Yeah. I think the one that could fix things was kind of cool. I cannot remember what the name of it was, but it could kind of fix, like, the fabric and materials. Was it a fabricator? Yes. That Ah. was it. Those would be cool. I knew it would come to me eventually. They just kind of make things. Yeah, and imbue it with their science power, whatever that is. Mm Mm-hmm. And it also means, like, it's not really a combat of power, so I wouldn't have to go into war or anything. I could just, like, make stuff in the sidelines. Like, I'll fix your, come to me, I'll fix your armor, but I'm not going to go kill someone or stop their heart brutally. I want to know what kind of power... Jesper. Jesper. I'm like, Jesper's our friend's dog. <laughs> Jesper's the name of that character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's obviously something, but it doesn't make... Well, like, why isn't he in the second army? Well, and somebody even said, what are you to him? Mm-hmm. Didn't they? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I just want to get through this book. Say, I don't even know if he knows. I want to get through these books to read The Six of Crows. So do I. I'm like, I'm literally kind of just like, ugh. I if you Every can. time I switch. You can, technically. Like, you're not, there's no need to know from We should books. listen to that in the carnival. We should listen to The Six of Crows audiobook. Ooh. That might be a doable. Yeah, let's do that. I think we'll all enjoy that. Okay, we'll talk about it later. And plus, Zoe loves an edge, so who, she'll probably find a fit. Who doesn't? She's a great character. Yeah. She could, like, murder you with all of her knives, but she won't. Until she will. And that's a whole different story. <laughs> yeah, I'm curious, like, how that came to be. Because they seem like the weirdest group of people. But I don't know. Those are the best groups. Because then you have someone that can kind of do everything. It's Yeah, it's that found family that makes it interesting, right? I love the found family trope. I think that's interesting. All right. Any final thoughts? No, not really. All right. Well, welcome back to a new season of Reading Radio, folks. We're glad you joined us. If you haven't taken the opportunity, head over to facebook.com slash groups slash reading radio podcast or you know what all of this stuff is available at reading-radio.com but we'd love to hear your comments on the show tell us what books we should be reading join in on the conversation let's all have a good time (laughs) happy reading happy reading happy reading